0: you look back on the decisions we made through our life, was I concerned about what others thought or was it really self-talk and saying, okay, did I do it for someone else or did it
1: do it for me? Welcome to the House Rich Podcast, a show dedicated to the professional development of anyone involved in the home buying or selling process. I'm James Walters, your host, and I believe that when we level up our knowledge and skills, we'll serve our clients better, create stronger communities, and see our businesses grow beyond what we ever thought possible. If this is your first visit to the show, thanks for stopping by and be sure to come back each week for fresh content from industry pros. My guest today is John Carter, a real estate broker with eXp Realty out of Raleigh, North Carolina. John has an extensive background in video production, photography, and acting, and that led us to a conversation about how the skills perfected in completely different career paths can often translate well into the world of real estate and some of its peripheral specialties. If you're new to real estate, John's perspectives might just be the boost you need to take your growth up a notch or two. And if you're not new to the game, he's got some great advice at the end you won't want to miss, so sit back and enjoy this interview with John Carter. No one was born a real estate agent, and I wasn't born a mortgage lender, so we all have things that we've done, and this is a professional development podcast. It's geared toward real estate because that's the kind of industry, if you're not constantly doing personal and professional development, it's not going to be very fun. It's very competitive. It's engaging with uh, a lot of different moving parts, a lot of different people with hopes and dreams. So I wanted to talk today about how you're using the skills that you gained in one career to bring it into real estate. What led up to doing what you've been doing for a little while now? It started years ago when I first attempted to get into the real
0: estate area and took a couple of classes at a community college and I didn't complete it. Then Later on, I ended up going to college and got married and have a family, so forth. Now, fast forward, we have a pandemic, 2020 pandemic, and I'm going online looking at different classes because I saw where the universities were offering classes for free. And I said, "How long? I want to go keep you know keep growing in knowledge and get some more information here." And I saw this real estate class, and then I said, "Wow, that's one of the incompletes in my life that I need to fulfill or finish." And I had the time. And I right. went in there and signed up. Next time I am in the real estate class. And I said, wow, this old mind can still uh, learn things. You know, never do old to learn things. And the next thing, you know, there's an exam at the end. And I said, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> I never tested well in college, but it intimidated me. And then all of a sudden I said, wow, but I passed the class. I passed the exam. And I said, what's the next step? Well, you got to go take the state exam. I said, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> but I went on and I passed the state exam. And the next thing I know, I'm a licensed, uh, provisional broker license. And, and then the next thing is affiliate with a firm. And that's what I did. I went into affiliate with the EXP Realty and they have an amazing track record in history. And they were perfectly the right firm to have during the pandemic times because they have this leading in the industry and in the virtual applications and so forth. And I really was excited about that part. Now my incomplete has become completed and fulfilled. And I'm excited and look forward to a new
1: career. That's a great story. And I love how relatable that story is because I didn't do it necessarily with my career. But when I was a kid, I took karate and I was probably nine years old, almost 10. And I was a belt away from being black belt. Wow. And for some reason, I think it was transportation related or something like that. I just ended up dropping out, never got that black belt. So that gnawed on my subconscious for years. And I was 40 years old before I decided, you know what, I owe it to my 10 year old self to go knock this out, finish this, uh, close the loop, like you described. And it took me embarrassingly about six years because kids, life, family, career, where it takes most people who are in their prime about three years to complete it but i completed it and i completed it during the pandemic and because again i had the time so i love the story that you're telling of starting it being interested in it and then life happened and then you came back to it
0: you look back on on
1: the decisions
0: we made through our life and did i do it for someone else or did it do it for me was i concerned about what others thought or was it really self-talk is this really for you or is it really for someone else? Yes. And and then that's why I, I, I have friends that got into positions or occupation because their parents said, they're going to be this, you're going to be that. And they
1: hate it. They're miserable. And they then, let go of their dreams yeah, so they can go yeah. be responsible.
0: Yes. And that,
1: that's it. Yeah. Being responsible. And I have been responsible and now I continue to be responsible, but I'm having fun. You're just being responsible in a completely different way. A big reason I wanted to talk to you today is because we all, I won't say we all, that's generalizing, but... I know I come from a different background than the mortgage industry where I am now. You come from a different background from real estate, but the skills we picked up along the way, the skills we had to get really good at to be good at our other jobs work very well in what we do. Now, I don't do what you do. You don't do what I do. They're very different processes. They're very different in the way we work with the client, but there are a lot of similarities. And for me, I know there are a ton of similarities to what I used to do as a photographer and working with people. And I want you to talk a little bit about some of the similarities that you bring in. You in your career had a lot of superpowers to be able to be great at it. And those are gonna be also superpowers as you've come into the real estate space. So walk me through a lot of the similarities that you've seen. That's how we met, by the way, James, just a disclosure
0: here that you and I were both photographers in the wedding industry and I did videography and I diversified and tried to do a little bit both. And I'm thinking about how we were part of a very special day a union of right. two people, and it was just amazing to be part of that and capture that and still photography. And you start thinking about, wow, you stand back and you look at it and it's, it's, you're being part of history. And I know it's just like you, we have portraits in somebody's living room or dining room that we took, you know, our work. And that just, it's a great feeling that you're able to participate in somebody's life like that. And I see that with real estate. we got individuals making big decisions now, probably right. about another milestone that says, hey, I'm going to buy a home. And it's that same kind of feeling where you, oh, my goodness, it I'm really going to be is. part of somebody's experience. As we did with our family portraits. It would just be a part of those moments. And
1: that's what it is, all these different moments in our, our career. Kind of guiding them. Through it, Correct. making them feel good about it, Correct. helping them understand because it's like you said, these are life events, and these are life events. That's that a good term, life events. That's yeah. one of them. So you get married, and then maybe you start a family, then maybe you get the home between those two, whatever order it might be. I see the same kind of skill sets that we can use in the, in my particular case in the industry, and as with your case in mortgage, it is. And also, I find that there are a ton of moving parts with you. It could be issues with the house, issues with the location. It could be issues that kind of rub up against your client's wishes or expectations or desires about a particular property. And then finding the one that almost fits the bill or whatever the case might be, but a ton of moving parts. And I like that about what I'm doing now because I think with both of us, what we did before, you had to master the technical part but then there was a lot of creativity. And I think that's still the case because I know if you give me someone with a kind of a challenge credit score, I'm going to have to be creative. I can't color outside the lines. So there's a lot of technical behind that, but there are a lot of things that can happen. Same thing with you. If you are working with clients and you are listening to them, you're trying to get a sense of what they're looking for and then Instead of just saying, okay, you want X, Y, Z and looking just for that. Maybe you're looking just beyond that so you can offer them something they haven't even thought about yet. And that's where the creativity comes in with what you do. And I, I think it's fabulous to be part of someone's experience and to know how to make that experience great to what you just said it's their
0: expectation as with my clients now they expect that we're going to take care of them and i think that's imperative and that's something we have that mindset we're used to and it was just we did in the wedding industry and that's we
1: you're going to do in, in this industry we're in now that's a good point because we are talking about life events and when you use that term a life event is something that doesn't happen often. So you get married now, some people get married more than once, but they don't get married every month. They don't get married a couple of times a year. This is a big deal. And then same with children. It's a big deal. Same with your house. People might buy a few houses in their lifetime. And so each time it happens, they need someone to guide them through that. They need someone they can trust that is going to get them through it, especially in situations like right now where a buyer, for example, is really gonna need to trust the person that's looking at them and saying, okay, this is what the environment is like right now. If you don't have the skills to build that rapport to build that trust, to be that guide for the client, then you're going to have a difficult time with them.
0: Yeah. And let me add right here at this point, I think this is a good time to interject that as a real estate agent and looking forward to working with a client, it's comforting to know that person or or persons have made the effort to contact you as the mortgage or loan officer to seek that pre-approval because that tells me as an agent if they've taken that step how serious they are about being a buyer and in this market we have to look at that but if a person doesn't take those steps then it gives me the wrong signal and i'm thinking do i really want to do everything 110 percent for this individual that hadn't even taken that first step to get educated and work with you in the mortgage area and then willing to come and work with me because i need to have the focus and attention and the dedication as well, because I'm going to go out there and work hard for my clients. And I just want to make sure that they are taking a few steps
1: right they're to fully make on sure board. they're fully on board. And, and, and that's important in this day and time. As frenetic as things are right now, you want to make sure you're not going to waste their time, not going to waste your time. And it's true. Nobody goes online looking for mortgages. They go out looking for a house. And the mortgage is the necessary evil unless they have a few hundred thousand dollars in their back pocket, which if they do, it's going to completely ruin the lines of their suit. It's just (laughs) very bulky, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So most people need it. I think a lot of people think it's easy. It's easy to get credit in other ways. But when you're dealing with a house, when you're dealing with something that is in the numbers of dollars we're talking about, things become a little more complex. And
0: it helps with our making an evaluation whether it's a good fit. And that's important and I wanna get into your business or anything but the, in terms of the products that you have and so forth. But I know that as a, a real estate agent, I, I consider and look at all things and I think that's where the consumer needs to be educated. What if FHA and or the VA or the conventional, the distinction between those three and, and how important it is and which one would be a better fit for them And in terms of what particular market they're in. And I know there's some that may say there's one thing's better than the other. I don't make that judgment. It's whatever fits the client. And then, again, that's something they've already done in conversation with you and the education they got with you in terms
1: of what product would be best for what they're trying to do. The first question I ask people when we're having that conversation is, how long do you plan to stay in the home? is this your starter home and in a few years you'll outgrow it when you start having a family what do you see happening three years five years in the future are you in the type of job where you may need to move around and you may need to relocate that's going to really determine how we move forward because we don't want to put someone in something that is a great deal right now but if they moved away in two years because they got a great job they would lose money essentially Mm. Very important. And that's a big deal because I don't want that to happen.
0: I I think some of the things that became more important, especially personally, is budgets how important budgets are, debt and ratios and information about financing that I never thought about. I know I want to make sure I pay my bills on time. I want to do these things, but there is formulas and some things you can do in in preparation for those big purchases like a home. And I never never gave it much thought because I just went through the motion. So I've got more information about and more knowledge about financing. I've got more information about regulatory issues, environmental issues, land use issues, county and state planning issues and taxations and so forth. That's something, I again, I just paid the bill. It came in the mail or it's in my escrow account. And you really need to look at it. It's important to get involved in your community and the city council or your county commissioners or what the legislators are doing. So I'll become more knowledgeable in that respect. So I'm picking up those skills now. I'm trying to be well-versed and I'm watching how that can impact a homeowner, or the person, that, or the home that they're considering, and then of course there's other things I need to get more involved in as an agent. Anyway, is to clearly know what the rules and regulations are of the commission, mm-hmm. the multiple listings. You got the federal, and state fair housing laws that I need to be knowledgeable about. When we go out there. First thing we want to do is make sure the transaction is legal. I can't get involved with a client that says, "Okay, let's do something illegal." I'm not going to do that. We got federal and state regulations. We have a commission. We have. An association that I belong to, the National Association of Realtors, and there's a code of ethics that we committed to, and then being part of the association that really makes a difference. So it's ongoing. There's so much more around our world and around our community to be aware of that I didn't think about. As like I said, a lot of important things that impact us, whether you're, you're trying to buy a home or not, or just being a homeowner. I'm very involved with my Raleigh Chamber as well. So that helps working with the business and how the climate is in terms of the business and the
1: culture of the community and so forth. That's a good point because now when you watch the news and local issues come up, you can very much relate and you think to yourself, oh, I have a client who's looking in that area of town or neighborhood or in that school district. Well, I totally agree with that. I yeah.
0: think there's just more acknowledgement and, and appreciation of what's happening and not only for my sake, for my clients. It's my client I'm looking out for. I have their back and I need to be prepared as part of my preparation and being skillful and knowledgeable. It's going to help
1: them and make sure we're doing the right things and, and taking care of them. What's the best way for people to connect with you either online or directly of course the email always good okay john dot carter at exp all right i'll put that in the show notes as well right. i really appreciate you doing this we're in your office right now which is cool you've got so much awesome memorabilia from the years that's jordan up there joe DiMaggio, joe DiMaggio, david, DiMaggio. david letter oh Baisley. that is david letter that's yeah, a young yeah, david Laurel palmer uh, yeah just the right place right time wow that's really cool i love it i love bringing in the personal aspect because we do talk about work a lot on the podcast but at the end i always like to do a lightning round which allows people to get a good sense of who you are as a person but i gotta admit the questions are quirky and that's by design but they're questions you'll be able to know right off the bat if you had to listen to one album forever music album what would that be
0: Wow. I, I don't know the name of the albums, but I can tell the artists. I like listening to uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. A, a lot of his classic songs. Yeah. And I think it's a bit
1: of music. And then the second would be Billy Joel. Uh, okay. The piano and all that. Uh, great musicians. Sometimes you're in the mood to hear something a little upbeat, but then sometimes you want to mellow it out very traditional just never let you down there's great songs and many artists
0: are doing their same songs or in the rendition but it's great good stuff what is your favorite american city my favorite and i've got four states left to visit oh right. so, so that's a fair question and out of all the cities i've been to i know this sounds corny but i love raleigh you have everything right here. I'm a big sports fan and i got the ACC. we got the mountains right here and the coast down there. Just got so many things going on. I'm so proud of our military. we got some great bases. We just have a great state and there's so many good things here. But other states, yeah, I'd like to visit in some of those cities, but I, I love Raleigh.
1: That's fair. It's a great place. Everyone keeps moving here, which is good and it can present challenges, I think. I think that's yeah. the challenge we're having right now. Can't build them fast enough. So last question, and I ask everyone this question because I'm always fascinated by the answers. No one's ever given me the same answer twice. What's the best advice you've ever received? Character is the only thing that you can control.
0: So treat it with care and be aware of it and be conscious of what you're doing because you're the only one who can mess it up. I like My grandfather gave me that, and I
1: think that's probably number one. I love it when people say, I got this from a family member. I've heard grandfathers a few times. I've heard mothers once or twice, but it's always great to get that wisdom that's passed down from the generation or two generations above you.
0: And a disclaimer, mom and dad gave us great advice. They raised us. You always, like you said, they had that one thing that you, for some reason, remember
1: and it just happened yes. in the case, my grandfather. Like you said, that one thing that sticks out the most, uh, when someone asks you off the cuff and you got to go back in the Rolodex in your mind of, the greatest hits and you pull that one. That's a really good one. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk about this. I think it's really important because there are people out there who are in a similar situation. They just started. They're thinking, okay, what skills do I have? What do I have to offer when they're talking to other people?
0: I, I think it used to be the uh, definition was 10 years or more experience experience. But it doesn't mean necessarily they've learned anything in that ten years. It's just that they've right. done it ten years and repetitive. And uh, and I always cautious about that expert. I think it's uh, yeah. someone continuously grow. You have to in the industry. If they're not learning or growing, you're gonna you're gonna
1: have issues. It's so grow. important to keep that growth. And that's what this show is all about. It's about the fact that even if you've been doing what you've been doing for twenty years, twenty five years. I was a photographer for twenty five years. I never yeah. stopped learning, I did start wanting other challenges in my life, which got me to where I am today. And that's what attracted me to this business because it is also another business. I'll never stop learning. They keep changing things. So that's in itself. I'll never stop learning because you have to just to keep up. Same thing with your business. You're always learning, constantly developing, growing. And if you're not learning and growing and sharing. Trying new things. And trying new things, you're stagnant. And that is what this podcast is trying to be the antidote for. Stagnant. Don't be that. So I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. Thank you. You have experts to go to, and I feel honored that you're the uh, expert on me. You're (laughs) the expert on you. So I, I think it's great for people to be able to hear what you have to say. And for us to position the fact that people, no matter what their background, no matter what they've done before, what they're doing today specifically, have a ton of value to offer and make people's lives better. I love
0: meeting different people different locations, different part of the country, and just listening to them. And you, it's just amazing what you can learn and what they can bring to the table. I just love it.
1: Thanks so much for listening today. Each week we share valuable content so you can level up your knowledge, skills, and life. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like access to even more content or have someone you'd like to hear on the show, head to houserichpodcast.com and drop us a note. We'll see you back here next week.